Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that posits if Mary gave birth to Jesus and Jesus is the Lamb of God, then did Mary have a little lamb? Oh, really? I thought that was good. It, it, it's, it is. It's clever. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's clever. Mary it's not laugh out loud. It's not guffaw worthy. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, right? What, what brought that thought on? I fell, Do I even I fell down a Reddit hole, which I really try not to. Okay. Um, about like the top, whatever, like 50 clever Reddit posts. And um, that was one of them that really just kind of struck me. Um, okay. I thought it was a really funny thing to, you know. Yeah, no. So, really so. good, really good uh, connect on that one. I was really impressed. I tried to be on Reddit because I fall like down like wiki holes yeah, so easily that Reddit is, n in the words of Scully, like the internet is not a good place for me. No. <laughs> like, I, with Reddit, I, I, I lose like entire days. So, um, I try to stay off Reddits and subreddits. Though I did hear recently that they did shut down the um, fat haters. Um, did, did they really? Yeah, the, the fat shaming Reddit. they were about no censorship and stuff. The thing is, I loved it because they called the fat people, like, what was it, like, pork balls or something? Or, okay. like, and then, like, the people who weren't fat that hated them were called shitlords. <laughs> it was ham planets and shitlords. Okay. So I'm like, really, how seriously could you take a fat-shaming Reddit when they refer to them as ham planets and themselves as shitlords? Like, that's beautiful to me. Have you seen the one where they do the roast me? Like someone took a picture. Yeah, of yeah, and that, me. yeah. Some of the I think we've gone through that with other people on. Have we? Yeah. Okay, because I know I've, I've I catch like highlights every now and then on other. I don't go to Reddit. I refuse to go to Reddit. I can't waste that much time. It we well, can't lose uh, that much time. Not waste, lose. Okay, fair. Though you know what's funny that I saw online. What? This is totally fucking weird, and I kind of wish she was here because I kind of want to ask her about it. Uh, Rochelle from the is it. You know, what is it? So Like You Know. So Like You Know. Podcast. She apparently did some video where she played, like, some weird Hispanic chick in, like, a lowrider video. Really? My ex, Candace, posted it, and I almost wrote, like, I was like, I know that girl. Like... You should send me a link to that video. I will show you later. Um, I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to, like, any audio. I was just, like... Oh, that's totally Rochelle in a lowrider yeah. video. And I don't think Candace knows who's, who it is. Probably not. Because she didn't tag her in it. So I was like, Denver is getting smaller and smaller on an exponential level at this point. Oh, I'm going to have to find that. I will show I'm it to you. Have to I will show it to you. I almost, I almost shared it and then tagged Rochelle because we're friends. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to be like... Would be too presumptuous. I mean, I, I think that like Rochelle and I, like, we know each other and we're... Yeah. You know, acquaintances, but I wouldn't say friends. She's, she's pretty laid back on this stuff. You know, it's like I kind of want to be like, uh, that's my friend Rochelle. Yeah. <laughs> and like, tag her and be like, hashtag WTF. Like, what the, what, like, really? I wouldn't have really hashtagged it that, sorry. Um, but you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Just like, wow, you found this random video from this person I know. What the shit? That's I'm funny. sorry. My new favorite uh, saying is, for crying out fuck. Yeah, good one, right? That's pretty decent. I like that. Yeah. So it's gonna be a slow week. Um, we got stuff, but not a lot. Yeah. Um, we didn't spend a whole lot of uh, time on 
Well, we didn't spend any time on Mr. Robot last right, week. I, I think we'll behind. be catching up for but last caught, time but, on but this I'm one. But I'm caught up now. So we can, we can start with the, the first episode that I missed, which was not this past week, but before, so two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, a huge reveal. Yeah. And like I said, I did. when you went, no spoilers, I'm like, oh no, I don't want to spoil it because it's so fucking amazing that I wanted you to get there, I wanted you to get there on your own, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so you know, Elliot's been going through this very monotonous life, and he presents it as he's Living doing with his it, mom. Well, he presents it as, as he's doing this to try and keep Mr. Robot under control. That's right. That he's doing it of his own accord. Right. Um, but what comes out at the end of two weeks ago's episode is uh, that he's actually in prison. They don't really say for what. I'm assuming... We know for what. You well, find that on, on the at the end of that episode, don't you? Do you? What, what the hack? No. What? For killing Tyrell. Then why is the government still looking for Tyrell? Fuck, good point. Right. So it's got to be... He's in the trunk of the 80s show. <laughs> why don't they look there? Right. I mean... Because I thought that at first, like, maybe he's in jail for murder. Maybe he's in jail for the hack. Like, at the same time, though, they don't ever say in the, any of the news feeds that he's been arrested for the hack, and he doesn't, and they and they say they're still looking yeah, but, for Tyrell. Yeah, but, well, and, but robots, or Mr. Robot says, like, we, I, right. shot Tyrell. I guess that doesn't imply he's dead. Right, shooting him doesn't mean he's dead. He could be, like, Arseface now. Plus, if he is dead, then who's calling the wife? The wife. Which is still smoking hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Except for that part where she's covered in red paint. I think that was two weeks ago, that wasn't was, it? That was the beginning of two weeks ago. Yeah, uh-huh. she's like walking the baby. And, and she's like, oh, head. I'm having a great character moment with my baby. And it's like, murderer! Yeah. It's like, fuck! Throws red paint all over. Yeah. Like, fur! And then she like does like the silent scream of the word fuck. <laughs> Oh, very European film. So yeah, right after Elliot almost gets anally raped by a white supremacist. That's effectively where I kind of, like, we talked off air, like, where I kind of went, that's like prison. Yeah. Oh, there's your big reveal. I kind of thought the same thing. Um, Because it seemed like such a weird thing to happen. Right. Like, in in an alley, some guy's going to rape. Well, and did you notice when he was punching Elliot that he turned into Mr. Robot for a couple of them? Yeah, it was like a little glitch almost where he turned into Yeah, once in like, he's... Mr. Robot's trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really liked that. Like, that every couple punches, like, he turned in Mr. Robot, and Mr. Yeah. Robot's like, or Christian Slater, however you want to say it, or his dad or whatever. Uh, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm here to protect you. Like, you saw that on the episode before that when Elliot finally thanks him. Right. Which was huge and awesome. Um, oh, that would be the one where, yeah. No, the one after that with, with the big reveal is when you find out that he shot uh, Terrell. Okay. Right. Because you have the whole, like, Ray talking about the dog being by the water heater in the basement, and then uh-huh. they chuck a broken Elliot down there, and I'm like, oh, And so no. I'm really curious what, how all that stuff with, with uh, Ray gets... Transpired in real life? Well, translates, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I so, so I call people like, well, they don't have computers. They have computers in prison. They have computers in prison. They now, do. Now, what they could have done was maybe some of those guys had set up a website, gone to jail, and needed a way to change it, or, or something, I'm not sure exactly. But El- they needed Elliot's help in getting out of, the, or getting past the protections that are in place um, to prevent right. people in jail from, from using the internet in certain ways. Um, 
I just realized that that'll happen in prison. They beat the fuck out of that, like, half-assed Elliot guy. Yeah. Holy shit. Because maybe he couldn't do the work. Yeah, but like I'm like now I'm imagining it all in prison, and it's like breaking my brain. Where I'm like, holy fuck, that all took place in prison. I am curious though. Something Brandon and I talked about, and it was, it was like a maybe Tyrell is another personification of Elliot. I don't think so. At the same time, I'm like yeah, but then how do you explain like Elliot working for Allsafe and Tyrell working for um, yeah. And e, e Corp. E, e, yeah, Evil Corp, yeah. I keep wanting to say Enron because they use the same E. <laughs> it's the same E. Um, the same it's logo. also the same E in Dell. It is the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the first thing I thought of. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't think, I don't think, I think Tyrell is his own person. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that the wife, the wife seemed to like, did she talk to Elliot or Mr. Robot at yeah, any point? She talked to Elliot after the, after the hack. After the five dying hack, and, and Tyrell was missing. Remember, he walked up to her. Yeah, yeah. So I think that she may have had some contact with him. So therefore, wouldn't be Tyrell because why would she treat him like a different person? Right. Unless she knows, which doesn't make any sense. Because, like, why would Darlene trust? Well, they keep talking about like Darlene. Well, when he like when he finally remembers and he tries to kiss Darlene in the first season, mm-hmm. why would that be Tyrell Relic? Uh, it doesn't right. make any sense. So, no, I don't think it's another manifestation. Though, weirdly enough, one of our manifestation theories was debunked on this episode. Yeah, because we thought, uh, we because thought, the, we black thought the black guy, Lee, was it Leroy, Leon, whatever? I don't remember. Um, I'm going to say Leroy because that sounds racist. Um, <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. But, uh, at least he has chicken. <laughs> at least he has chicken. It's still one of my favorite internet videos ever. Um, you know what, what that whole thing was, right? Like, never mind. What? No, I was I was confusing that with something else. Because um, around the same time that Leroy Jenkins video came out, um, World of Warcraft had an actual virus, and it was funny. So, so there was a, um, there was like a, a, overtime effect spell that one of the bad guys in the dungeons would cast on you, mm-hmm. that would make you bleed. Okay. And it would spread to other members of your party. So if you got infected and you were in a party, you could inf- you would infect the other members of your party. It was never supposed to get outside of that dungeon. No one was ever supposed to live long enough to get out of the dungeon. But somebody did. And got out spread- of the dungeon. Oh, you mean a so literally in the show in the in, show, the game. in the game virus, not like a yeah, yeah, yeah. not like an exploit virus. Right. That's what so I thought. So they got Sorry. out of the dungeon. I'm not sure how they got out of the dungeon. Joined, and started- joined a party. And infected them. And infected them, and that how that's how it like started. Because I remember that that thing happening, and it was just insane. There were dead bodies everywhere. I <laughs> <laughs> was just squirting blood. It was, it was <laughs> fucked up. Um, yeah, no, I, that was. There's it was, just, it was effectively the World of Warcraft AIDS. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you can still find videos of it online. It's it's funny, just like people walking through the world, and it's like. <laughs> Because they would just all start joining different parties. Like, somebody get somebody get infected, they'd leave the party to go join another party. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Uh, has nothing to do with Leroy Jenkins or no. Chicken. No, sorry. Let's go back to... Uh, uh, we're on Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. <laughs> uh, but let's follow our <sighs> rabbit hole back up. Um, so, not one of the manifestations, as nope. we thought. Based on the whole, like, m- living at the mom's house delusion, totally yeah. works. Obviously, prison doesn't. And... He's one of the Dark Army and says, 
when you talk to White Rose. Mm-hmm. So, that's a thing. Because uh, you really haven't seen that much of... Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the actor. I can't think of it. B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong, thank you. Um, I was like, God, who survived Outside Jurassic that Park. episode where they go to China. With, with uh, yeah, with the, the FBI, FBI agent. agent. Um, yeah, you really haven't seen much. I, but I'm curious. So, moving on to the next episode where um, Elliot's not in it at all. Mm-mm. Which is, you called it a palate cleanser. I, Absolutely. I, I, I kind of agree. It was nice. Like, I don't think it's... We know we just fucked your world up, so here's something more. Well, I mean, you know, it goes back to like in Walking Dead when... And this is the best, worst example I could give. When we all thought Glenn was like Schrodinger's cat for like a month. Yeah. This one, they're going, look, we'll probably give you a week just to let everything else sink in. We'll show you what's going on. During that time, and then we'll come back to Elliot. Mm-hmm. So yes, I agree. It's a palate cleanser, um, much like taking a week off of "Is Glenn under the dumpster? Is Glenn dead? Is Glenn the Schrodinger's cat?" Right. But I don't think they're going to drag it out the way, obviously, um, Walking Dead did. But that's how I see it, where it's like that one, like weird, like almost bye week, where it's like, yeah, um, I hear you. But I, I loved seeing more of. Darlene coming into her own, uh, that piece of dick shit from, uh, we got the CD, her ex-boyfriend or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, in the Dark Army. Oh, God. I'm so glad she, weirdly enough, uh, Walking Dead reference, uh, went Negan on him. Yeah. Um, that was my fucking, that was my first fucking thought. Yeah, it was, it was so, so, just step back a little bit. So yeah, sorry. The episode focuses on Darlene, Angela, and the, uh, female FBI agent, Dom. Um. And poor man's Kevin Smith. And, and yeah, and the poor man's Kevin Smith. So you see how uh, the poor man's Kevin Smith. I think it, what is his name? I don't remember his name. Sorry about that. Um, but the you know yeah, poor man's Kevin Smith. Yeah. And uh, he meets the Indian. Girl. Or the rich man's uh, ratio Sands. He, he meets yeah. <laughs> he meets the Indian girl uh, at a Ron's Coffee. I like that they actually referenced the other, the, fir- the first Ron's Coffee that had the super fast internet yeah. from the first episode, like. I liked the interconnectivity on that one. I did too. I liked the connective tissue uh, on that one. I did like watching him get socially engineered by the girl. That um, was wicked awesome, where she's like, go to this benchmark. Yeah. I'm like, don't, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You're a moron. Yeah. And then Darlene shows up and goes, you just got pwned. Yeah. Like, I loved it. Oh, the old benchmark website test. Huh. Um, so, so, you know, and then she starts reading. Um, Darlene shows up, starts reading to them. A statement from Elliot. Elliot's manifesto, basically. But which is what, which is what he says at the beginning of the first season. Really? That's that's his like yeah, the whole like the one percent of the one percent, the people you don't like. Yeah, she's. I didn't she's rewatch reading. the first season before I jumped okay. in the second. She's, so she's reading what Elliot says to the viewer. Wow. Uh, when the first episode starts. I want to see the reveal on who we are. I really do. That should be interesting. Uh, that would be interesting. I think it's just, we're just another figment of Elliot's imagination. Uh-huh. Um, where's imaginary friend? <clears throat> oh, and let's... Which doesn't make you feel special considering just how many he probably has. Yeah, really. Um, so anyway, yeah, after you see that little introduction between all three of them, um, then you they flash forward to them finding out about an FBI conference call. Oh, that's great. And they record it. Um, and then put it out. And put it out on the web, which creates all kinds of havoc because the FBI is apparently illegally 
warrant or wiretapping. Maybe illegally, uh, maybe three, not illegally. Was it three million people like, three in a search for sixteen? People. Yeah. That um, they're not sure there are even well. It's implied that may or may not be suspects. Like even they're a little murky on the sixteen, which gets right paid off a little later in that episode. So that turns into basically a NSA Snowden leak type thing. They the actually FBI. dropped Snowden on that one. Um, they actually like name drop Snowden. Yeah. Had him do that. Um, not had him do that, but... But, yeah, have his name in it. Uh, um, well, no, they had him talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the way they, like, like CGI'd the president's mouth, they CGI'd Snowden's. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the FBI gets under a whole bunch of scrutiny because of this, um, so that when they do take into custody uh, poor man's Kevin Smith... Uh, he he's let go because they don't have anything on him and they can't hold him even though they really don't and then the shitstorm of just holding him alone yes. is something and I like that like, his first words are I want a lawyer yeah well that's what you say um can I just do a sure. quick sure. sidebar on this it was really cute and quirky and whatever for the first couple episodes I'm totally over the FBI agents doms um I'm totally over her, like, lollipop bullshit. What do you mean? The sucking on the sucker thing. Maybe it's a reference to, like, Telly Savalas. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because he was a cop. Didn't he play a cop? Yeah, he was, not Columbo. Yeah, no, Columbo. No, not Columbo. It wasn't Columbo. It was somebody else. Uh, Savalas was... Telly uh, Savalas was... He always had the damn lollipop. Yeah, because it's like, who loves you, baby? Yeah, Exactly. I mean, they do a lot of random 80s yeah, references. Yeah. Wait, who was Columbo, though? It was not Columbo. Columbo was uh, Peter Falk. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because he was the bumbling idiot. Columbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like the weird idiot savant. I always detective. presented him to be like that anyway. So yeah, it's him as well as with the streetwise, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Bruce, um, Bruce Wayne on the streets, uh, Batman in the sheets. All right, cool. <laughs> Almost bought that shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't... I didn't really care one way or the other. It's just her thing. It's a quirk. I know, but like when she like takes it out, like throws it in the trash, it was just like, I know that's supposed to be tough, but it's like, you just chucked one of those like giant 99 cent blueberry cheesecake suckers. You get it. Like <laughs> first cafeteria into a trash. Yeah. That was a, not only a dated reference, but a horribly dated local reference. So sorry. Yep. Um, first cafeteria is what well, was. I don't think they're around anymore, are they? No, they can't be. They were like slightly above hospital food, buffet food. Yeah. But I remember going like with my dad a lot, which I think speaks volumes of my dad. Um, this is going to turn to a damn episode. I'm just saying. That's okay. Um, it was, it was that in Dairy Queen. It was a, a lot of my memories. That and Clash of the Titans. That's all another story. Um, so, anyway. Kojak. Kojak. Motherfucker. Okay, cool. I had to, I had uh, to yeah, like you, yeah, it's one of those where I'm like, I know you're going to say it, and it's like, oh, yeah, totally, Kojak. Yep. Um, so, anyway. So, moving on past Dom's dumb lollipop thing, which is apparently just me. Um... Yeah, so there's that follow the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the sense that they're tracking the Islamic chick, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember um, either. But, um, 
But she like she hears the noise in the backyard, goes out, and there's like she's a car with no a, lights on, driving away from her house, and then like takes off around the corner, Turns like lights on and very not Men in Black, but very like G Man. Yeah, um, is what I would say on that. Um, so yeah, there's that, and then also, um, you know, before all the before they released the FBI video. Uh, the lady whose house they've been camping in comes back home. The, what is it, the sacred, not sacred she's, executioner, she's, she's the... A, they call her Madam Executioner. Madam Executioner, like that was it. legal head for, for E-Corp or something. She's like the lawyer. Yeah. Like, the and lawyer. So they knock her out. While she's knocked out, they go digging through her computer and her phone and all that stuff. Find out she that left the fucking password on the post-it note. That's normal. You'd be surprised how often that still happens. Seriously, as we... Between we, you and me... No, like, but between when, everyone else, yes. When we go walk through offices or we're doing, we're doing, you know, the breaking and entering type stuff and we're, like, looking for passwords, flip a keyboard over, you'll find them at least a handful in our office. On the back of a keyboard? Uh-huh. That's actually kind of, well, no, not, not it's, smart. It's but not smart. I think initially I'd be like, where else would you hide it? But but you, but you don't hide them. You just, the, the idea is not to write them down. But anyway, I'm going to go on a tirade, tirade against passwords if we keep this up. But people yeah. do still write shit down on sticky notes and leave it by their computer. I mean, it's it, it's all over the place. I've seen it. It's still commonplace, especially in offices. Um, you know, so my question is, her password was Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Is she an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> okay, that was a dumb okay. joke, but moving on. A little bit of a reach there. Yeah. Uh, I think I pulled a muscle on that one. Yeah. Uh. So, <laughs> agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Ghost Rider aside... Uh, they get her past, They go through everything. They find out that she basically has ascended the ranks, so to speak, uh, by being through her pussy. Be, being very um, friendly, hot and heavy. Friendly with with judges on cases. Like they that. say hot and heavy. Come yeah. on. Okay, she's fucking judges. Uh, to to keep yeah, good Benny. To keep her winning streak alive. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then she comes to and she's zip tied, and they have a nice little chat between her and Darlene. Uh, with that. No, before that was the conversation with the uh, Islamic chick mm-hmm. that ends with her getting, like, her accidentally headbutting a wall. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, the Islamic chick's like, uh, we need to talk. I think she just knocked herself dead. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a bit of an overused trope. I and mean, lets her go, so to speak. Like, undoes the cuffs, and then... But when you find... That whole, like, dialogue from Darlene was fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, A, I've got to give it to props. I can't think of the actress's name. Um, it's not Portia Doubleday, and no, it's, 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 it's the other it's one. Char- Char- Charlie, I don't know, or I'll... Whatever, uh, something shaken or something yeah. like that. Um, but her talking about how, like, she remembers her, like, when she was four, and she, like, laughed during the... When they got E Corp off of like the charges of killing her her dad and all that shit, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I've waited for this," and just fucking like Joker fucking joy Jesus buzzes her, her ass into a pool to uh, die, and she dies because she has a heart condition, which they knew when they went through all of her phone. And, and Darlene fakes that she knew, and Dark Army guy is like, "I know you're lying." Mm-hmm. Um, there's an actual moment after that where she says. I thought there'd be something that stopped me from doing that, and there wasn't. Carly Chaken. Carly Chaken, that was it. Um, and we'll get into uh, uh, 
Partial Devil Day, which is Angela in a, in a, in a couple minutes. But um, when Darlene says, like, there's that thing that I thought would stop me, and it didn't. Right. I thought it was a great character moment because it's her going, I'm maybe not in charge of how I feel all the time. I think it's her coming closer to a little bit of what Elliot and Mr. Robot have. Right. I don't think she's going to fucking lose her mind the way Elliot has, but I think that was a moment where she's like, there's a part of me that's not connected that I thought would be connected and wasn't. Right. That's how I took it. I might be, I might be reading too deep into it. I don't think there'll be a spinoff, Miss Robot. Um, <laughs> she, she moves faster. Um, it's a Miss Pac-Man joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, it's Mr. I, Robot I, with a bow on his head. Well, if Ellie doesn't, <laughs> if Ellie doesn't literally watch his ass, he might be wearing a bow on his head. Good point. Um, it might be Miss Robot. Apparently, Ellie doesn't weeks. have to watch his ass, but no, that's true. Um, but I thought that was really interesting in terms of Darlene. Um, yeah, so she's become a murderer now. Um, she's crossed the line. So to speak, I mean, in in that right. So basically, as a character, the episode ends, and she's okay with it. Yeah, maybe not okay with it, but she feels not. She feels, you know, it's it seemed apathetic. It seemed not sociopathic, but I think it's her way. Maybe it's her way of being motherly, so to speak. Um, She's kind of taken over Elliot's role in what they created together, which is F Society. And she kept saying, like, "I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it." Protecting. What she helped yeah. give life to in some form. Don't you um, do it? But, but yeah, so so maybe she's just being maternal. That's I mean you know she learned from her mother, where you know mama put cigarette butts out on her and punched her in the head, punched her in the face. Um, um, I did like what was it? Um, I, I had a, a thought on that. Oh, I did like that. I totally forgot about the veterinarian guy, <laughs> and they brought him back. Oh yeah. With the, the incinerator, and they're like, we do what we do with every hack. And I was like, what do you do? Oh, yeah, you burn every... Oh, wait, it's a body. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, hard drives and all that shit. Yep. Um, though, by the way, did you think it was almost overreaching that they would be able to wipe that entire house down? Like, when they said, like, we'll wipe it clean, like, what... Um, well, I don't think... I, coming from someone who red teams, like... I know you, you don't wipe fingerprints but well i mean yeah sometimes not, you do but i mean think about how difficult it would be to to not just wipe fingerprints down i mean yeah if you're in terms you, of residual presence could, at a house for weeks right I mean, there's you, no fucking hair, way you've got all kinds of stuff you've got classes you've used and like skin yeah uh, skin I mean, cells i mean like yeah. it's the only real way to do it would be to burn the house down how very talking heads of you um but, I mean, yeah, like, that's really the only way to do it. Yeah, um, and that's not even a guarantee. Question is, uh, speaking of burning, did they have to burn her body? Yeah, it's probably the best way to make her... Disappear. Disappear, so to speak. Because um, I would have thought there might be some kind of, like, electrical, like, not scarring, but, like... There would be. There would be scarring. But... Tasers leave marks. But after, like, being, like, bloated for what, like, they said, like, the 21st to the 27th on the, mm-hmm. her going away message, for six days, a waterlogged corpse? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Like, that was kind of my weird 
I have weird takeaways from some of this stuff. Know, maybe there was their way of, of, of making sure... I mean, it be, it's better than leaving the body in the fucking in the pool, pool and going, well, let's hope it's waterlogged enough, yeah. or the chlorine does its job, or yeah. whatever. Like... Yeah, so, I mean, within Darlene and, and uh, ex-boyfriend, whatever he is, um, go back to his place, and they, you know, she wakes up the next morning. Oh, yeah. Um, she basically had questioned him, like, are you still, like, is, she, is he still a part of the Dark Army, or has he talked to them lately? And he, and he gives you the impression that he's not. Um, well, especially after the, you kind of have, he, I think he has his, and then you see that, you, you, he has his moment of doubt, I think, two episodes ago with the, the. The on the prison reveal, in his finger. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ, um, and I, I'm not a fan of like single needle bullshit. Like I, oh my god, I almost puked on that one. But obviously he's he's in whether he wants to be or not. Yeah. But you do get the sense of before that he kind of was trying to back out. He was wavering, trying to be careful and take care of her. Um, but so she walk, you know, he wakes up, she wakes up in his apartment. He's in the shower. Uh, she goes to his laptop and sees. That he's been talking. To They've been communicating. So apparently, she knows Chinese. And then he comes out. And, Which, uh, by the way, real quick, great D'Angelo cut. I mean, I got to give props to that actor. Sorry. I mean, credit where credit is due on that one. Yeah. Way to keep in shape, buddy. He comes out and sees on a show about like, you know, geeks. Well, the most hackers don't look like him. They look like poor man's Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he, he comes out of the shower. And she sees him. Sees his laptop. Top smash. Smash. And he's like, he turns around and says, what the fuck? And she proceeds to smash his head with the baseball bat. And that's where the season ends. Peanut, butter, jo- peanut butter jelly time. Yeah. Episode ends. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll find out. Do you think she killed him too? or? No, I think she wanged him and then just... <laughs> Wang. Sorry. Um, I think she just neganed him real quick and... I, I don't think he's dead. I think she's... I don't know about holding him for leverage, but I think... I think you're going to get his story in the next couple episodes. I think they're going to do flashbacks and all that shit with him, and I think by the end of the next two episodes, he'll either be dead or on yeah. a side, period. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's what I think. In terms of Angela... Yeah... I'm, I don't know what to think about her now. She gets in that conversation with her dad's friend. The plumber. Where she basically calls him a worthless piece of shit. Because she's 27 on her way up and earns like six digits. I think she's losing herself in the power trips that yeah. she built to take down the company. Um, I think it started when she took down the two... When uh, It's not Christopher Plummer. Uh, but <laughs> the guy who I, I think is Christopher Plummer. Um... Like, it was like, here's the evidence to take down these two guys. And I think she, that was the beginning of, like, the seduction of the innocent, so to speak. Um, Well, then she starts hitting on that guy that, like, is old enough to be her dad or something. He says something like, my daughter's probably older than you. And she goes, what about your granddaughter? Which was like, I was like, so you want him to fuck his granddaughter? Like, that's a weird fucking thing to say. A little bit. Though, I mean, admittedly, like, when I saw the black dude, and not because he's black, um... But the first time I saw him, I was like, hmm. And then when they did, like, the previously on, and it was like, want to go home with me or whatever, I was like, fucking fed. 
I was like, why would you have that scene in a previously in if he's not a fucking fed? Right. Or a dark army. Either way. Um, and it's like, it's a fucking fed. And he's like, she lost me at the bar to hook up with fucking granddad or whatever yeah. that was. Um, yeah, Angela, I... It's not... I don't think they're running out of places to go with her. I think the last half of the season, they have to decide what to do with her. Yeah. Um, to either keep her on or, I'm sorry, kill her. <clears throat> yeah, she's getting, or, or make her, bring her back into Elliot's life somehow. Cause well, we'll see. I mean, she's got a fair amount of legal clout. Yeah, that's true. And we haven't seen her talk to him, have we? No. Mm-mm. No, it's, um, she's pretty much ditched him, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, as far as we can tell, she hasn't been visiting him in prison, um, she hasn't really spoken about him at all. No. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, she's just being weird. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, like I, don't I said, like they've got this last leg of the the season to figure out what to do with her, or just get rid of her. I'm sorry, but like, should have got off the pot with Angela. Um, yeah. You got to figure out the direction to go. Like, is she being seduced by E Corp, and she's gonna keep going with that, or is she? Trying to destroy him from the inside and being part or quote unquote part of F society um, in a tangential way. So, but they got to go one way or the other, or that gray area is just, it's not a good character growth. And I'm sorry, I'm saying that that as a writer. Um, Not to knock uh, Sam Esmail, I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) By all means, keep doing what you're doing. I'll agree with you no matter what you do. But I think you need to go. By the end of the season, you need to go one way or the other with her. Yeah. Um, the gray area is really awesome um, to keep you guessing, but at some point she's going to have to get off the fence, and that's going to be when that character growth continues in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be, I Personally, I think it'd be interesting to see her go E-Corp. I know you don't want it. I know you don't want it, but you know what? That's the definition of conflict, is characters doing the opposite of what they should be well, doing. yeah. She should be working for F Society. She should be helping her adoptive brother. She should be helping her adoptive sister, Darlene. She knows that E-Corp is evil. They killed her mom. But if she goes, fuck it. Like, look at my power. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So, I think that would be really interesting. I think that would make for a very interesting third season. Um... Especially because she's, like, right behind, like, the CEO. Not in terms well, of like succe- uh, succession, but yeah, I mean, but she's got that, his ear. Yeah. Oh, and you know, probably a few things. Yep. Diak. Um. So, I, I, I misplaced my phone. Um, is that all we had on yeah, Mr. Robot? Yeah, I, mean, I think we covered enough, Mr. Robot, I for a think, while. Yeah. Not a bad way, but I was like, I think <clears> we're done. I think we made up for last time on that one. Um, it's that time of year. I want to get into this really quick. I know you yeah, want to have a whole lot. Um, you want to talk about Debs? Yes, I do. Um, it's that time of year. Uh, happy birthday, belated birthday on the podcast, Deb. Um, I know she requested that I post a certain variant cover uh, for, on her birthday. It was actually day late, sorry. <laughs> um, life gets in the way. Um, but uh, happy belated birthday to, um, you know, no applause co-host, uh, Deb. Deb gets her annual birthday mix. Um, 
I know Lizzie. I think last year you got you actually got a yeah. a, a mix hastily thrown together, but still awesome. Actually, I re-listened to it. The uh, Electric Lizards take on the Ninja Apocalypse or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. I called it. Because I always have these really long, weird, esoteric titles. Um, this one, uh, I'll go very quickly track by track. Um, it was called Good Morning, uh, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Okay. Uh, Good Morning, Gray Skies. We lost a lot of people this year when I'm building a mix. Okay. Um, and you know that, of course, every track, uh, or every mix starts with kind of a theme song. Uh, this one kind of did. It was, I opened with uh, Electric Sixes, It's Showtime. Eh, good way to start a mix. Yeah. Uh, Echoes, which you know as the theme song to Misfits. Yes. Uh, and then we start getting into the actual morning. Killed by Death by Motorhead. Yeah. Uh, Banditos by, um, oh shit. Uh, what's that fucking band? I can see them in my head. The Refreshments. Um, just well, fun track actually. Okay. Special Education by the Goody Mob. Uh, I think it was at the end of a episode of Silicon Valley and it kind of grabbed me. Um, Giving Me Gersberms by Harden <laughs> Firm. <laughs> just because. Uh, Misery by Soul Asylum. It's a song that's weirdly been coming up lately in my life. So I threw that one on there. Uh, Medicine by Broken Bells. I don't think I've thrown Broken Bells on our mixes before. I think they're a great band. Um, you know Gnarls Barkley? Yeah. Um, it's CeeLo and Danger Mouse. Okay. Um, Broken Bells is Danger Mouse and the singer to the shins. Gotcha. Okay. And I didn't like the shins when I first heard him. His voice actually kind of weirdly annoyed me. Um, but I kind of grew into their sound. Um, and Broken Bells, our first... Their first album is fucking fantastic. Their second album is really good, too. I don't think it's as good as their first, but yeah, what are going to do? Um, career Opportunities by The Clash. Fun fact, Deb's got a new job. Yep. And her boyfriend lost his. So, of course, the track Career Opportunities, the ones that never knock have to be on the mix. Hey, this is, it's a, it's a year in retrospective. Like, yeah, that's no, it. how it works. Uh, weirdly enough, referenced earlier, Burning Down the House by the Talking Heads. Because I love the Talking Heads. Uh, Jimmy Brown um, by Echo and the Bunnymen. Just a great song. Um, once again, another loss. Sort of. Um, actually, both artists are dead. So I guess I can go with that. Uh, Raspberry Beret. Uh, originally by Prince, but I don't really like Prince that much. Okay. Um, so the Warren Zevon cover. All right. Because I'm a huge Warren Zevon fan. Kind of a ongoing conversation with me and Deb, um, just in where we are, where we're at in life. When I grow up, by Garbage. <laughs> and of course, there always has to be that one weird metal track, stuffed animal or uh, stuffed animal orgy. By one of my favoritely named bands, Maggot Twat. It was that or Give Me Chocolate by Baby Metal. It really was <laughs> really was a toss-up on that That's one. That's a hard call. That it, it really was, actually. It really was. I had to look at which one was longer on that one. Okay. In terms of trying to burn the CD. Um, of course, Angel of the Morning by Juice Newton. Okay. The Deadpool movie. Um, it's the opening fight scene music. 
Uh, Rum to Whiskey by uh, the Murder City Devils. Kind of a mainstay of the mixes. Um, Dev and I are huge uh, Murder City Devil fans. Not in Love by... Ooh, is it Crystal Castles featuring Robert Smith? I thought it was A. Dev's a huge Cure fan. Um, an unknown... Tr I really, I didn't really know about it until I heard it on Man Seeking Woman. Um, okay. The show with uh, Jay Brickell and... Yeah. yeah. And Eric Andre, um, but I mean, just a really great, depressing fucking Robert Smith feature. I mean, it's Robert Smith. Because Robert Smith has so many uplifting songs. It, it, for the most part, Fred Ammon loves all right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, except for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. So I guess no. He's okay on Fridays. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's GIF, right? He's like, I'm going to watch him Full House and fall in love. Um... Sometimes a pony gets depressed by the Silver Jews. I don't know that one at all. It's a great song. I love the Silver Jews. Um, David Berman is an amazing lyricist. It was just kind of a... It's a weird track off their first album that I was like, I think she should hear. Okay. Um, talking about chickens driving in the farmer's Corvette. Uh, he's a fantastic poet, actually. David Berman's amazing. Silver Jews actually was the original band that... Um, Oh, uh, what's the band that was uh, slanted and enchanted? Oh, shit, what the fuck is the name of that band? Um, I'll think of it later. Um, I, I know you know the band. I can't fucking think of it off the top of my head. But anyway, uh, Silver... Oh, Pavement. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Silver Jews, they, everyone thinks was a side project from Pavement, but Pavement was actually a side project from the Silver Jews. Okay. With uh, Dave Berman and I can't think of the main guy in Pavement off the top of my head. Um, and I couldn't think of it two days ago when I was actually thinking about all this. So, but yeah, Silver Jews are actually a progenitor of um, Pavement. Um, if I Should Fall From The Grace Of God, Jew had a shock, I threw the pugs on there. I'm Scott Irish, just deal with it. And lastly, every, every mix ends with something that's always going on with Doug. Um, it's, it's always, always about you. It's always, well, last year, the whole second disc of it was very me. But it's always like, it was, I think the first one was, I Can't Get Behind That with Henry Rollins and William Shatner. Uh -huh. After that was, um, Being a Hipster Asshole is Awesome or whatever it was. Um, it was some, like, Being a Dickhead is, oh, that was, was Being a Dickhead is Awesome. Um, which is a great video, look it up. Uh, last year didn't really have one. Uh, this one was... My Own Worst Enemy by They Might Be Giants. And it's just the line, the, the string of lyrics where he says, full bottle in front of me, time to get to work. And when I'm done with work, I get paid in the brain. <laughs> like, just the drink is our own worst enemy on that one. Um, I, I know that uh, this is getting into an episode, damn, I'm not going to. But anyway, great. Oh, go ahead. Why not? Okay, sure. I mean, yeah, we've, we we've got the time. We've got the time. Um, basically, I, I, I have had friends um, that have talked about how um, I am smart. I am creative. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to be egotistic. Um, I'm sorry. It's just a fact. Um, I, I am. Sorry. Um, I'm not saying like hyper-intelligent. I don't have a I know, giant, I know. you know... Like okay. Hector Hammond brain or anything, but um, I remember a lot, and I'm, I'm highly creative. And they just so my friends have like been like, but yet you waste all your time on alcohol, which I think kind of goes hand in hand because I 
I, I think that my brain is so alive and on all the time that I need alcohol to shut it off, shut it off make it be quiet for a little while. Um, I had a girlfriend who knew that I suffered from um, really acute insomnia, and she was like, I think that's part of the reason you drink at night is just so you can go to bed and not wake up in the middle of the night going, I have an idea for like three years of a comic book, which, by the way, did totally happen. Nice. Um, it will be a, it's going to be our podcast, one of our podcasts. So okay. it's going to be Fear Agents. Okay. Uh, yeah, I filled a notebook like it looked like the notebook equivalent of John Doe's apartment in Seven. Like it was. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like Deb saw the notebook went, shit. Um, the ramblings of a mental patient. But, um, and I think, you know, I, don't, I don't think Deb will get out of it the, the way I got out of that. Um, or what I got out of that song. But, um, you know, I think she could do at least a little bit more better. A little bit more better. Good, Doug. I have an English degree. Um, I think she could do better at... Or massacring the English language. Well, you know, it's artistic. It's artistic license, right? With English. Um, Actually, it's... Oh, I've got to post that, but uh, the episode of uh, D20 Proof that just came up was Donglish. Oh, no. So I'm going to go with Betterer because, yeah, Donglish. Um, go listen to D20 Proof. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, maybe if she doesn't get weirdly moody, shitty, drunk. She's been feeling better about that. Has she really? Mm-hmm. Good. And I don't mean to disparage her at all. I mean... I actually just got done listening to the the Dan Harmon. Um, we'll get back on pop culture. Uh, the Dan Harmon, uh, you made it weird with yeah. Pete Holmes, and he talks about like he weirdly defends like there's a difference between being an alcoholic and just being a heavy drinker. And if you, I don't know if you watched his documentary, the Harmon Town documentary. Either. He does get drunk and misses some deadlines. Okay. Um, but admittedly, like he is on tour doing a documentary, and it's like. Maybe you don't have the time, all the time, but, yeah, plus the drinking. But no, I mean, I think the definition of alcoholic, I actually had this conversation with a coworker earlier today, which is probably not a good sign. Um, huh. Um, but I don't think I'm chemically dependent on alcohol. I think, I mean, if I quit drinking, I don't think I'd have the shakes. I don't think I'd, you know have any of the I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm Archer I don't think the cumulative hangover would kill me I, honestly like you know what I mean yeah but I am for the most part well I shouldn't say for the most part that sounds horrible but you know what I mean you you well you've seen me except for the one bad day like let's not get into that because I was on okay. Dan um look, go listen to Dan see how I cross promote um <clears throat> that I mean you know I drink during the show you drink during the show I drink more during the show but I don't think I get, like, completely nonverbal, shut down, even slurry. Well, there have been episodes. But um, that's before I was driving. Um, okay. I'm looking to you for some kind of anything, please. Okay, sure. <laughs> Let's just switch tracks. Great. Uh, Thank you. Well, I was either looking for, like, some kind of, like, validation or, <laughs> or uh, just a segue Either way. Or we'll just chop it. And I'll jump in and say, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about um, how 
Iron Man is not going to be Iron Man anymore. Yes, and we're going to get there's going to be an, an adjoining red shirt on that one. There's a well, I'm just going to go ahead and this is my one red shirt. Oh, oh we're jumping. Well, I've wanna. actually got a few do things. Have, that, do you have more? Okay. I've got a, a really quick ones. Um, we haven't read about uh, we haven't read about we haven't talked about a lot of um, what we read. Um, I know you and I, I mean, I've been loaning Preacher to you, and, and, and I know Brandon reads Saga, and I don't know if you read it as well. Um, but the new book of Saga just came out, I think, a couple weeks ago. I read it. Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples still killing it. Still killing it. The entire... As you learn more and more throughout the series that the that's being narrated by the future little girl... Um, and she talks about how, like, one of the first lies they tell you in elementary school that you realize is the fire drill. Yeah. Like, it is so... You think back and you go, yeah, because, like, you're at that age where you're like, yeah, we're going to get in line. But, like, in your head, you're like, if there was a fire, I'm five or six, and I would just take the fuck off because... I, Fire's bad. Yeah. And I've been taught that since I've been old enough to accidentally put my hand on a stove. Um, you know what I mean? Like, hot yeah. is bad, fire is hot. You know, it's funny, um, you, it's funny you bring that up, because I've been looking a lot at um, how to teach kids in general, but Gabby specifically, um, proper responses to emergencies like if she was somewhere and and something went on well, like uh, I don't know if she was at school and an active shooter showed up like I haven't had the opportunity to really ask her like what the school's teaching her I know there is some stuff of like um lock the door and get underneath your desk which to me just makes me think of those old videos where they like with the volcano and the whatever like so I think South Park did South Park it. did with the volcano but it was basically like what they used to tell kids the nuclear bomb with nuclear bombs is, mm -hmm. oh if you hear this alarm you get under your desk because wood will stop fire um, so, so yeah there, there was you know a perfect example of that was this guy um, there's a podcast called uh, Soft Rep Radio and it's, it's mainly ex ex and current military special forces guys talking about different things going on in the world and um, but this one, he's talking about how he was on this trip, and he came back, and he landed in JFK. And he landed in JFK the same day that uh, there was supposedly an active shooter in JFK. So, like, as he goes through passport control, like, all hell breaks loose, and people are losing their shit, and everybody's throwing them back, either, like, telling them to get back into the, uh, in a, in behind passport control, because there's an active shooter in Terminal 1. Well, then the threat goes away, and they get his bags, and he's about to walk out, but then all hell breaks loose again because supposedly there's an active shooter. And he's, he starts describing like his thought process of what steps he took to uh, to basically make sure he was, he was safe himself. And it almost got to the point where after watching the police officers and the, the Port Authority uh, officers respond to this and as jittery as they were, as they were he's like, yeah, I'm not okay with that. Um, I needed to take care of myself, and anyway, basically, he said that if no one trains, I mean, ultimately, like you go through all that training, but when put into a real world, right? Well, that's, there's no way there's supposed to be tests and stuff like that too. But but yeah. So anyway, um, going setting back. Um, Sorry, you had brought up. Um, oh God! Fires. Fires. Yes. And the first lies they tell you. Yeah, and the first lies they tell you in school, and that that's when you said that. That's what made me think of it was just like having to. 
I, I'm, I'm going to end up having to teach Gabby that stuff once I have a really good idea of what they've said do and it. they're telling her. Because I, I don't want her to like ignore her teacher. But at the same time, I want to make sure that... Well, what they're not going to tell her to hide under a desk for fire. I mean, like, that's... Well, no, 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 no. That's obviously silly. Since... But at the same time, like, lock your door and hide underneath your desk. That's better than running through the hallway. Absolutely. Unless you serpentine. I'm trying to help. <laughs> I'm just going to kill it right now. Yeah. Um, um, anyway. Yeah, so... <laughs> moving on. Um, but no, like... The, the back to, thank you. Um... I, I didn't help on that one. No, it's okay. Um, so, um, it, it's really weird reading it and having that emotional connect with, like, a five-year-old. Where it's like, obviously it's a guy that's, uh, I think, like, 40s writing it at this point, Brian K. Vaughn, writing about this five-year-old's perspective from the past because it's written by the adult, Hazel, um, but obviously he's talking about him, himself a little mm -hmm. bit, but it's like when she's five and she's like, yay and whatever. And it's like the, like writing over her. So like, it's like, and that's when like, I realized they first lied to me and I'm going, oh my God, that is like when they start indoctrinating you, that's when you huh? do have a certain amount of self-realization that maybe hiding under your desk is not going to protect you from a nuclear fire. Um, I mean, my mom talks about that a lot. Or a volcano. Um, or a volcano. But my mom, I mean, our parents are at that age where they remember going, oh, like, here come the Japs with a super weapon, get under your desk. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter if it's a fucking atom bomb or Voltron, like, you're fucked. I was hoping to make you laugh on that one, sorry. You made me grin. All right. Because um, I just assumed, like, Japan would have, like, giant robots. Um... <laughs> They just unleash Ultraman. No, they, um, they, they've got Godzilla hanging out somewhere under their control now. They've, they've, at this point, Godzilla probably... Tokyo enough times by this point. They've got it figured out. They've got it, yeah. Um, a, or, or, or Akira. <laughs> a baby Mechazilla is, is their control mechanism. Did they have a baby Mechazilla? No, they had a Mechazilla. And they had Godzuki. Yeah. That's about it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, lastly, on the... Uh, Stuff I've been reading. Um, I'm not that far through it. I'm actually not even through the first issue. Um, but Rat Queens um, was recommended to me. Um, this is one that I don't know if we talked about off air or not. I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> it's effectively set in a fantasy, um, like high fantasy, like D&D world. Um, but it's effectively if, I would describe it as if Joss Whedon was a DM. Okay. And creating his own characters. Um, very feminist, very, it's, it's about a group of women, um, in, in, in a party, so to speak. Um, if you're a D and D, you know what I mean, but in a group and there's like a weird, like atheist human cleric, a hippie, what is it? A hippie dwarven warrior who all she packs for lunch was candy and drugs. Oh God. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones are. There's like a rockabilly mage and, uh, someone else that's like, just like the classic nice girl, but I think she's some kind of dwarf in something. Um, and it's really fucking funny. Um, but written, not for women, but once again, like, it's got that pro-female, like, they don't need to be weak, they don't need to be rescued, mm. they're the badasses. Um, I'll actually show you, or maybe I won't. Yes, I will. Um, show you a picture show me of, on a podcast. 
I will show you because it, that it's a visual medium. Um, it's a picture of um, Hannah, who's the rockabilly elven mage. Uh, this is one of the um, variant covers. I'll post it on our Facebook. Okay. okay. That's pretty cool. Well, right? read what she's saying. I conjure a little fuck you. <laughs> like, that kind of says it all. That's why I took that picture, because I'm like, I've conjured a little fuck you. Like, it's literally, that character goes, I'm sorry, and she holds up both of her hands with, like, no fingers, and she goes, can you count how many fucks I don't give? Oh, wait. I got one. And then flips nice. off another character. Like, it, it, I mean, it's it's dirty. It's obviously mature audiences, but um, Rat Queens, great book. Um, I found out, and I'll wrap up on this, um, unless you want to explore this weird shit. Um, they only did three books. I guess the new series, quote-unquote, or the new storyline is going to start um, next month. Okay. Basically what happened was uh, it was a huge critical hit. Um, and then their artist, whose first name I can't remember, but his last name is Upchurch, mm-hmm. got arrested for domestic violence, like okay. choking his wife in front of his kids while driving. Ooh. Which sounds terrible, and I don't obviously condone violence towards women. But when you think about the mechanics of all of that. He was driving with his knees. Yeah, really impressive. Um, don't, don't choke and drive. Don't choke and drive. That's a Darth Vader shirt right yeah. there. <laughs> Him with the helm of the uh, Death Star with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't choke and drive. But anyway, um, obviously I don't condone, and they kicked him off the book. They had um, mm. two more artists come in for Volume 2, Volume 3, and then they, apparently they let go of the artist from Volume 3 to get the guy from Volume 1 back, Okay. which was a bit controversial since it's so feminist and, right. and all that. Um and the whole series like was left up in the air. Okay. So only three books. I've only got the first one, Sass and Sorcery. <laughs> but uh, I look forward to reading the the next couple books. Cool. Um, um, the end. Yeah. All right. Red shirts. Red shirts. So going back to my Iron Man comment. Yep. Um, so Marvel has announced what she will be called. Iron Heart. Uh, yeah, it was sorry. Iron Heart. I stepped on your line. I'm sorry. Um, apparently, though, they did actually consider Iron Maiden. The issue of trademarks was why they stepped away from it. But that yeah, well, yeah, it would have been they're not. Gonna, it would have been. Not. It would. They been. they could have said technically Iron Maiden as like the torture device. Like that's got to be public domain. Yeah, they could have. I mean, I'm not a. I'm not well, a. I'm like sure you know, Iron, I'm not an arts. Uh, you could, an entertainment lawyer. You I don't probably know. Probably argue also that Iron Maiden as one word is not trademarked, but Iron Maiden with two words is. So maybe they could still playing the game. Yeah, um, I mean, whatever. I think it's funny. But uh, one of my friends was like, "So wait, if the new Iron Man is going to be female or is going to be uh, a woman, does that make her female?" Ha <laughs> ha Science joke. Science joke and Latin joke. <sighs> So, in case uh, anyone missed it, the uh, <laughs> the periodic symbol for iron is F-E, F-E yeah. um, based on Furon. Yeah. So, and she's named Riri. So there's Riri? Yeah. <laughs> why is that funny? Well, I know why that's well, funny to me. I, but I, It's funny because that whole Riri tarted. Actually, I was part of a rap collective. Yeah, let that sink in. Um, it's disgusting. 
thousand dollar bill uh, was it thousand dollar billers? Um, oh, yeah. God. Tell my thousand dollar bill. Uh, tell my killers and thousand dollar billers. But one of our uh, one of our guys was uh, Deb and I's mutual friend Scott, who was the. She's not here, so I can say it. Mentally retarded rapper. Okay. Riri down. <laughs> so whenever you say Riri, like that's all I can think of is like him rapping about, you know, the challenges he has in his life. Right. So moving on. So your red shirts. Uh, my red shirts. Uh, one I've got. I'll, I'll do the the Captain America one, and then I'll do the tech one. Okay. Um, I know it's rare actually have a tech one. Yeah. Uh. Cut America no more, they say. The, uh, the Russo brothers have said that... Uh, oh, yeah, him dropping the shield in the movie was him walking away from Captain from America. From Captain America's, uh, from the identity. They're <clears throat> saying, internet posits, which, by the way, I'm sorry, internet, you're wrong. Internet posits, he's going to come back as a nomad. Mm-hmm. I think that's too obscure. I think it'd be a dumb costume change. I think he'll come back, like, as... And he was wearing the actual costume of, like, as Captain Rogers when he was in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. In the second movie, in Winter Soldier, he had, I've got the shirt. Um, no, I'm not wearing it right now, but, I mean, um, that gave you pause for a moment. I was like, no, you're not. Um, uh, no, I'm wearing my Scarface yeah. Darth Vader shirt. Because why wouldn't I be? But, uh, no, I have the, like, the Captain, um, Captain uh, Steve Rogers shirt. Um, I, I, I'd imagine he would just forego a title. Um, and they said, yeah. who would you, in a poll, who would you want to see become Captain America in the interim or in the future? Uh, 50%, which, by the way, internet on this one, you're right, uh, Bucky. Yeah. Winter Soldier, Captain America, is one of those, it's a reoccurring thing whenever we've ever talked about it, is one of my favorite Captain Americas. I'm sorry, but I didn't grow, I mean, I grew up with Steve Rogers as Captain America. We all did, because the fucker's been around for 60 years. Yeah. But um, the the Winter Soldier Captain America under Ed Brubaker was a fantastic run and redefined the character, and I loved, um, and still do love. Um, the Falcon Cap, I, I I haven't been reading. I'm sure it's great. I've read some reviews of it, and it's it's decent. Um, they, it, once again, they try to get political, but not. And Rick Remender is is a great writer. I think he's the guy who was writing that. Um, great writer, but not. I don't want to disparage him because he's a good writer, but not as good as Ed Brubaker. I mean, just in terms of like the political espionage, spy stuff that you saw with bringing back Winter Soldier, yeah. um, or bringing in Winter Soldier, rather. Um, he wrote the Winter Soldier series, um, which was um, what part of uh, Captain America Civil War was based on with the other members of the, the Red Room and all that jazz. So... Um, I, I just don't think he's... That's not his strength. No, but uh, apparently there was a cutscene that shows up on the Captain America Winter Soldier DVD. Um, and it's... Winter Soldier or Civil War? Uh, sorry, Civil War. Um, where uh, Captain America throws his shield, drops it, Bucky picks it up and throws it, and Falcon catches it and throws it, so that all three of the characters in the movie that are currently... Captain, Captain America. America have, have held, held the shield, so to speak. It was just a little nod to the comic, basically. Because you didn't see Falcon in that fight. No. Um, it was all just Winter Soldier and, and Cap and Iron Man. Well, this was in the airport fight. This was in the airport fight. Oh, but it's a deleted scene? Yeah, it's a deleted okay. scene from the airport fight. Um, so, like, yeah. God, it was yeah. a great fight just for Spider-Man. 
Yeah, it was. It's like, I like you guys. I'm sorry to do this shit. Yeah. Which I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. I wish Homecoming? Was, yeah. Michael Keaton is a vulture. I'm yeah. fucking hurting. Mm. They did come out and talk about the Flash movie. He will be fighting the rogues. It's not gonna be one big, one main bad guy. He will. He's be, gonna be fighting the rogues. He's fighting the rogues. Because that's the thing. Like, I actually got into an argument with a friend who was like, "Who's got the best villains?" And well, I said, "I would have said Batman before Jared Leto ruined the Joker." But in terms of comics, Batman number one. I mean, Joker mm. just wins it with Catwoman. I mean, just the iconic bad guys: Mister Freeze, Riddler, everyone. Um. I said Spider-Man number two, um, uh, and Flash really number three. Think Spider-Man, has, I see, to me, outside of Venom. Green Goblin. Dude, yeah. But they, the Rhino, Scorpion. Well, the thing is, like, when you read, well, when I read the J. Michael Straczynski run, when he talks about how, like, totemistic powers will seek out other totemistic powers to destroy yeah. them, yeah. and that's why you have goblins, rhinos, scorpions, like, octopus, like, that's why you have all these animal characters. In Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's fucking actually that really cool. Really, I never, really never thought really of it. interesting Because, you know, like, Stan Lee's just going, I don't know what animal haven't we done. Right. You know, like. So, um. They even had a black cat. Black. You even have fucking. You have, okay, I know you're making fun of me. But, um, they even had Lion with fucking Craven the Hunter. I mean. That's true. That's true they did. You know what I mean? Like, well, even, it's all even, animal Even if powers. you don't want to make the hunter an animal, you could still relate him to the animal kingdom because he hunts the animals. Maybe. Yeah, well, okay, there you go. Um, but my point is, uh, Flash has always had, and a very, and it's a very close second because I like a lot of the Flash's villains. Mm-hmm. But they're the only ones, I mean, yes, Spider-Man has Sinister Six. Um, yeah. Batman doesn't really have a conglomerate of no, they've never really... I mean, outside of the 66 movie where it was like, we're all teaming up into the crime yeah. syndicate of joking or, them you know, or whatever. Bane and Poison Ivy and... Uh, but, like, you don't have... In Batman, like, you, don't, you have team-ups, but you don't have, like, a gang. That's um, true. Well, no, in, in the, that awful Batman movie, you had Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and, uh, and Bane. And Bane. Well, Bane in quotes. Yeah. Oof. Rough. But my point is... Um, the Flash, outside of Spider-Man Sinister Six, um, the Flash, his villains are all known as the Rogues, and it's a point of pride if you get in. Yeah. Um, up to and including that they keep an eye out for themselves. Um, Captain Cold admonished Mirror Master for a cocaine addiction. <laughs> that happened. Um, and they kicked out the younger trickster because he, quote-unquote, like, didn't get it. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, there's an honor among thieves. Like you don't just, right. you know, you're not just bad. Like it's you're for there's a reason. Um, so, Flash, the fact that he's going up against the rogues, I'd be very interested to see um, yeah, yeah, who, who they have, especially because then I have Mirror Master on the third season of Flash. Right. Once again, multiverse bullshit. Why can't they just have? Yeah, I know. Gary Gustin and and um, Stephen Amell. Grant is it Grant Gustin, and uh, Grant Gustin and 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 Amell uh, Stephen Amell just show up in this shit and fucking rock it. Because it's fucking DC. And they just 
want to ass fuck themselves even to more death. than they already have. Though admittedly, I'm gonna see it for Aquaman. The fact that they actually just said that Aquaman is like their Wolverine, which at first you, you hear that and you go, Ugh. Yeah. and then you think about it and you go, okay. Like when he's slamming the bottle, mm. you just assume like he slams the bottle, goes, fuck it, I'm drunk, and just summons a shark to go home, and you're like, that's the coolest <laughs> Uber ever. <laughs> I summoned a fucking shark. Shark Uber. I like okay, that. how much pussy could you get if that happened? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know. Also, it looked like Jason Momoa. Well, it but depends. Does the shark have laser beams? Frickin' laser beams? Because yeah. <laughs> you get way more if it had laser beams. Yeah, well, eh, no, he would he would eschew modern technology. I'd imagine. Well, I had a friend who actually said like, I don't like it because he's not like blonde and blue haired and oh, like well. Arthur Curry. And I was like, No, really, it's Jason Momoa. Like, yeah. I'm totally okay with it. He talks to fishes. See. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, time in. <laughs> no, no, I still have a red shirt. Oh, you got another one? Okay. So, AT&T, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, AT&T added this whole thing onto their new um, Terms of Agreement. Okay. I actually went to bring this up last week. You can now add users onto your account and adjust how users... What, like bandwidth they get or whatnot? No, like, hey... Brother and brother, like, uh-huh. you're on my account now, okay. and you can fuck with my account, so you can have more bandwidth, and I cannot. You can change my password. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Multiple users on the same account. Not multi-line, same account. Right. So... This just bleeds the, I'm your long-lost brother, now I've got control of your shit. I mean, I think it's a long shot, but well, yeah, but I, mean, I think it adds it, it adds it, it weakens the security of your account. Well, obviously, yeah. the more users you have. Well, yeah, but I mean, is that that's set up for for normal non-business users? Because I mean, mm-hmm. in a business situation, I get that. There's always an admin. I got um, this in my personal email. Huh. Wasn't a spam. Um, well, then don't add anybody to your users. I have no reason to do yeah. so. I mean, I mean, unless you want to be on my on my plan. No, I've got no. Okay, good. cool. Uh, but I mean, the only reason to do it would be <laughs> if you, you know, if if you have a kid that you want to add to your plan, that would be a, a perfect example of what how you could. Maybe that's why they did it was to help parents get some sort of. I the only thing I can think of is like our family plans. Yeah. But the way the contract was phrased, I was like, I don't feel good about this security wise. Yeah. At all. I mean, like not me personally. Like I said, like no one's ever gonna be on my plan. But me, right? Because I'm never gonna change my plan because I'm grandfathered into unlimited data. So, um, don't ever fuck with my plan. I never connect to Wi-Fi. Um, I do on occasion. Although AT and T just started rolling out Wi-Fi calling. Really? Yeah. Which T-Mobile's had for a long time, and I've used it out of country because it's cheaper. Oh God! Oh yeah. You just jump on a wireless connection and make your calls, and yeah. it doesn't do roaming that way. Which roaming will rack the well, fuck up? Well, not anymore on T-Mobile. I mean, dude, well, on T-Mobile, we use it a lot because it's twenty-five. Cents. I think T-Mobile's got agreements that make it twenty-five cents a minute, um, which is substantially sharp, cheaper than most places that I've gone to. Really? Yeah. Um, depending on the most most providers have different prices for different countries. 
So, like, when I was a Sprint briefly, and actually the reason I left Sprint was I was going to, because they were all like, oh, we don't have uh, an international plan, but what you can do is when you're about to go out of country, you can call us, we can add this feature to your to your plan okay, that sounds for, sketchy. like, 30 bucks a month. Um, you can you can add it and take it off as you want. It's not like you don't have to keep it. So you can hang it on to it for a couple of weeks or and whatever. It lets a week. you get this certain amount of data and a certain number of text messages, a certain number of phone calls in these different countries. I'm like, oh, that's great. So I signed up with Sprint, and the first time I go to leave country, it was going to China. Okay. And I'm like, okay, great, let's let's do this. And they're like, okay, where are you going? I'm like China. Oh, we don't offer that. I'm like, well, I'm going I'm to like, China. Okay. So <laughs> then I need you to unlock my phone. So that I can put a SIM card in my phone and have at least data. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, but you've only been with this for three months, so we can't do that. Okay. Well, then this doesn't do me any fucking good. How much is your roaming in China? It was, it was like $25 a meg. You. A meg. A meg. I get emails. Shut are, up, I meg. Get, I, get multiple, I get multiple emails that are more than a meg. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm going to end up with a $7,000 phone bill just from data. It's like, well, what other countries are you going to? Like Colombia. Yeah, well, in Colombia, it's only $15 a meg. And I love their record sales. Oh, man. Their record club. <laughs> I wonder if it's still around. It can't be, right? You would think, but at the same time, like... Fucking Ten's got a fucking website. I never I mean, heard about it going away. Like, now they offer 15 downloads for a penny. <laughs> if you sign up yep that'd be pretty funny actually I'm surprised they haven't done that Columbia MP3 club yeah I like it hey, maybe we should offer it we should we should create the, the we couldn't call it Columbia we'll call it the BACM well no MP3 it'd be Columbia club. but it'd be from the um... <clears throat> no that wouldn't work so no. I was going to say it, was, it would be from the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, and that's that's a whole other uh, uh, copyright headache. Yeah, different, different Columbia. Fox is coming out with that damn TV show. Speaking of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Apparently it's getting good reviews. Really? Yeah. Guess we'll find out in a month or so. Tim Curry likes it, but then again, oh. he had like three strokes. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. And he was in the shadow. So Different strokes. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Gary Coleman. If you like this... Check out some of our other shows, such as No Applause, Just the Clap, Damn, Exotic Liability, and others at www.bacnpodcast.com or by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.